0: Are you a music school owner looking to scale your program from just a handful of teachers to a highly profitable, well-organized, and mission-driven company? Well, I'm Nate Shaw co-founder of the Brooklyn Music Factory.
1: And I'm Daniel Patterson, founder of Grow Your Music Studio, and we're here to help you discover a proven pathway to sustainable growth in your music school.
0: So get ready to take your passion for music education and scale it to a seven-figure music school. Okay, Daniel, welcome back. Thank you. Another episode live from Brooklyn, New York. This is exciting. Yep. Uh, A couple weeks back, we released the episode about how you recommend that everyone build systems. Yes. Right. And it was really just like, here's the right way. Here's the wrong way. Yes. Okay. Nice binary choice here. Do we want to choose the right way? (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Okay. We could not afford the time to continue to do this incorrectly. Right. (laughs) So that was episode 46. And just to recap, you had a really nice method. It was like set the vision, uh-huh. talk through the steps. Uh-huh. I loved your tips. Just mm. click voice recorder video. Don't waste time. Do the easiest, most efficient way for you. And then close with definition of done. What's the outcome if this if this system works? How are we all gonna benefit? What is the definition of done there? Right. Okay. Right? So today though, I wanna drill into you have you have outlined for me six reasons why music school owners or just any business owner actually d- does not do this right yeah so why let's just dive straight in and okay. get into this because because i want people to benefit and number one step is to actually test it out and implement your system yeah okay so go ahead six reasons why people may not be doing it all right i'm going to i'm going to do it we'll be done in 30 seconds
1: Podcast done. We'll go hit lunch. Right.
0: Perfect. <laughs> okay.
1: No, here's what's interesting. So there are six things. There are six at least six people I was thinking about when I wrote this list. Oh, I love that. Perfect. I didn't I didn't make this up. I literally just thought of clients in the past.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if they're listening, they probably are listening to this. They'll know which one they are. I'm not gonna name names. Okay, good. Yeah. But it was the easiest thing in the world to build this list because I either exhibited one of these. Right. Issues. It was personal. Yeah, it was personal. Or I could think of someone and... So a lot of my comments in this podcast are going to come from the conversations that I have with those people because we all have the reasons why we do the things we do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not uh, setting up a straw man argument and then very easily defeating it. I actually want to engage with the issues that each of these people exhibited or the issue that I exhibited.
0: Okay, great. So
1: that's kind of the the context for this list, that th- this actually comes from real life. And I think as people listen to this or watch this on YouTube, which I would recommend, that people watch this on YouTube because we have a really interesting video version of this, this week, multi cam. (laughs) Um, so as people engage with this, I think they're going to find one or many of these that, Oh, this actually feels really personal. It's because it comes from real life. This is real human psychology on display here. First one. Okay. Dive right in. Um, why would someone not want to run a systems based business on its face? You made the joke at the beginning, uh, Well, who wouldn't want to run a system-based business? Who wouldn't want to do it the right way? Well, there are legitimate reasons. First one is just a trust factor. Mm. Um, I'm scared to give this up. I'm scared that this thing that's working really well right now, because I do it, isn't going to work really well if I give it to someone else. How could I trust someone to do invoicing for me? So there's this trust factor. What Uh, do you think?
0: I think that's a great place to start. And I'm curious... In your work or or in our work with all these, uh, with different music school owners, what are some of the systems that you find people try to cling on to the most? They're just really not comfortable letting go. They just can't trust that somebody else would actually be able to handle this as well or even better than them. Oh, yeah. Well, first off, even before I answer, I want to say
1: that of all of the ones on this list, this is the most cliche one. It's the one I like to talk about the least because I think people sometimes just take this on because they've heard it said so many times on a piece of content like this where they have all these complicated feelings inside about delegation and handing off things. And then they just summarize it all, symbolize it all with like, well, I just couldn't trust
0: someone to do that. It's almost it's cliche, you know, right. Don't just listen to the comment and be like, oh, I know this. Yeah, I've heard this. Right. Let's let's get deep on this. So a few examples of where people won't let go. Right. Um, I'm happy to share a couple at BMF too. Start with you, because I've been talking too much these two episodes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I'm going to start with receivables, Okay. cash, dollars, right? Of course, as business owners, money is probably the second most important resource we have after time Mm. to try to, you know, that we're allocating. Um, Thoughts from you? Uh, I can tell you one that I was
1: very reticent to give up. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, am still reticent to give up. So this is live real time. Okay, good. Aspects of the marketing. Yeah. This brand was built on my voice. And while we have brought other voices in... Yeah. Present company, not excluded. um, Totally. uh, There there were places where I allowed it to evolve, so to speak. But there are other places where it just doesn't make sense to give it up. And that is a conscious choice that I've made. Mm. Where I have given up is where I have given up responsibility, not thrown in the flag or uh, thrown in the towel or is the, the logistics around the marketing. Yeah. So that I just, I don't care about. Um, but I think this is a a good place to highlight that there are maybe appropriate places in your brand that you should never give up certain things. You're probably never going to Mm. hire a CFO.
0: You're always going to be the cash guy. I, I love that part. I do love that part. Um, and maybe they're, and they're absolutely, we talked a little bit about this in episode 46 around areas where as an owner, you might really want to mm. own that system and design mm-hmm. that system. Um, but I will say this and i just around your marketing comment, cause you and I have talked many times where you've said, you know, I just like, for example, copywriting, that's something you really hold on to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think, I think you enjoy it. I do. Yeah. And, and sometimes even more so than you'll let on, <laughs> you know, but like, um, but I will say at BMF, we very successfully, I very successfully let go of marketing over mm-hmm. chapters of our time where, um, for example, uh, we had a wonderful, uh, member of the team, Catherine, who, uh, she, you know, there was a lot of onboarding. You knew, you met Catherine. I you, met worked? Cath- yeah, I you worked? Yeah. I worked with closely. Catherine. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of onboarding, a lot of training that went into it. All the things you're talking about, about building effective systems, et cetera. And having, she, we collaborated But I was really happy and grateful to let her Mm -hmm. um, be the voice of BMF in writing um, and in designing the look and feel of a lot of our marketing, et cetera, and a lot of the events. Yeah. And so I'll just say that um, that is an area where I can completely understand you as a founder wanting to hold on to that piece. Right. Like, really, what is the messaging that's going out there? But there are wonderful systems of following your model where you can actually let people really own that. Yes. Um, And, and there were, so I'll just say, I'll I'll say there, we might be the exception to your, to uh, grow the marketing piece you're talking about. So I want to make
1: two comments. One in the case with Catherine, you allowing her to do a lot of things. I think this highlights the point that we're trying to make here. If you go back to episode 46 and I talk about, remember I talked about how I now had team members collaborating with each other and I wasn't even involved in those systems being made. Why yep. was that the case? Because they knew how to build systems so well. Yep. If you have a team member that's so conversant with how you do things that you can trust them to do that, yep. then then of course you'll give them free reign. But this is where I wanna move past the cliche and actually yes. address the fear. Oh, I can never give that up. I can never give up you know, invoicing. I can never give up this thing or that thing. Let's actually engage with that thought for just a second and help okay, people good. overcome it. What? What's the worst thing that's going to happen?
0: Right, exactly. Like let's take the Catherine example. She builds some website and I just I come across it and I'm like, wait, this is so off brand. Yeah. And what actually What's so bad about that?
1: Okay. You actually would it ever have even gotten to that point, Nate? Would she have built an entire website without you knowing about it? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Right. Or let's say it's something customer facing. Let's say, let's just talk invoicing. Okay. Okay. The very first system I handed off when I hired a team member to do stuff in my studio, the Mm -hmm. same team member that planned my recitals. We talked about in episode 46 as well. uh, The very first thing I gave her was invoicing. And I have told that to team member, uh, I'm sorry, clients of mine and they can't, believe that that's the first thing I'd like that'd be the last thing I'd like the collection
0: of cash
1: because not only not only is it the collection of cash but there's vast reputational risks if they screw that up with a family or so we think or so we think maybe there is let's just even humor that let's even pretend for a second that everyone will quit if there's a slight mistake (sighs) on the bill mistake (laughs) on the bill or something like that okay we're we're this whole series this this series of two episodes is about systems well maybe the initial system you build is that they go all the way up to the point where the cards are charged and then in the initial system maybe for the first three months the owner comes with comes to wherever the the team member is that's going to hit the button that charges all the cards reviews it and reviews it first Yeah. Like you have autonomy here. You can build the system with fail safes in mind on the front end. And so what the the, really the point that I want to highlight, the biggest thing I want to talk about on this trust factor part is that the people are letting fear shut down their their creativity. The reason why Alicia could design such a complex recital prep system where she was handling all that stuff for me is because I let go of that small stuff first. So if you are so fearful that Mm -hmm. someone you bring in is going to screw up something incredibly important, then just don't start them on that. Train them in how you do systems in your business first, give them low level tasks to do, and then maybe eventually get to ones that you're really nervous to let go of. But by that time, you're not nervous anymore because you can envision, oh yeah, they're not going to screw this up. We've been at this for 6 months together she or he have been doing all this you know yes. great stuff like yeah i can see how that so maybe that is the slow timid way to go about doing it i just kind of dove straight in because the particular person i was working with
0: i could just instantly see she was a rock star and and i built fail safes in okay since we have Anything else on trust or can we go to number two? Let's go to number two because okay, it's closely two.
1: related. I think it's going to be a little bit closer. But the so we had the trust factor. Now we have the skill factor. Mm. So this is the owner who says, well, they could never do that. Or just belief. There's no one in the world that our business is so unique. We are the special snowflake. Right. So this is the owner who basically says there's no way this could ever be handed off. It's far too complicated. Yes. Okay. I have a solution for this. Do you
0: want to comment on it before I get to like solutions based thinking? Any anything you would add to it, or should I just jump into it? I would. All I would add to it is that if your system is so complex, uh-huh. you actually have the wrong system. Okay. Continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, that is kind
1: of along the lines of what I'm going to say, and and that is that it could be that you need to demolish that system. Mm. Uh, so let, let me be let me be real. Let me actually go back to the self-confession that I had in the first one. Okay, good. I got? can't imagine handing off copywriting to someone else. Yeah, you've said that to me before. Yeah. Right. How could I possibly have someone write the the very personal, specific style of launch emails that we've done for many, many years here at Grow? The ones mm-hmm. that I literally get people emailing me back and saying, This made me laugh so hard. You know, there's, there's a, there's thinking behind it. There's strategy behind why I'm doing it, why I'm choosing to write about the things that I write about, et cetera. Well, guess what? I wouldn't hire someone to do that for me, to write that kind of email. We would need to rethink how we do launches in this business Mm -hmm. if, if I was going to bring on a copywriter to do that. And guess what? This year, I did hire a copywriter to do one of our launches. I actually did. I never even told you, Nate. Oh, you didn't even really? You didn't even see the launch because I don't think you were on that list that I launched to. But I literally had a, another copywriter write three weeks of emails. And I pretty much let him have free reign. And I told him, hey, I even gave him emails that I had written. We have ye- hundreds and hundreds of pages, right. pages of marketing that I've written. Plenty of research. And I gave him that. And I said, I know that you're not going to do it this way but i want to let you know what people have been used to and he was such a pro that when he when he gave me what he wrote i barely edited his emails hmm. because he he just understood what needed to happen and he was so good at what he did that he could fit but he didn't try to mimic our brand voice he didn't try to do anything like that he he fit he was something different but he fit within what we were doing and it was
0: successful so so to frame that in terms of your system model mm-hmm. And actually, to go back to something you just said earlier around invoicing about building you into the system, if you need to, to get over the trust hurdle, right? Um, you did build yourself into this system. Yeah, I could have just not you, sent the emails. <laughs> yeah, well, no, well, you actually said, "Hey, here's how we're going to bring mm. on a new copywriter who's going to generate copy and evidence. Uh, you know, definition of done is that we have three weeks of emails written." And they get sent on time or whatever else your definition is, right? You built yourself in on the top. Yeah. You said, hey, part of my vision is I want whoever we hire to review a historical, you know, folder of emails. Another way I built myself in was I hired the guy.
1: You hired the guy, right. (laughs) So I looked at all
0: everyone that was available out there in the world and found the one that I thought, oh, this guy could do what I need to do. So you did part of the hiring and recruiting. You also built yourself into the system where you said, I'm going to give myself three hours to review all the content. Right, but you're not in all the other steps of organizing yeah. all the content, getting them all set, putting them in your you know email client, whatever. There's so many steps yeah. in there that you're not part of. We talk a lot about how an owner can be involved in hiring with teachers, but doesn't need to be involved in many other facets of yeah. their growth. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's. So anything else so well, we hit re- number three? Yeah. To recap, that what I would just say
1: because we spent a long time on the example, but yeah, I want to yeah. make sure okay, that we good, really do good. wrap up. The thought behind it, and that is, if there's something in the business that is so complicated that you can't imagine handing it off, so this isn't about trust. This is about that's just that's just too big. Like that's just too massive. Mm. Then you might need a you might need a different system, or more realistically, you need a number of subsystems. But it won't look like the current version of that. Okay. Um, when I handed off invoicing. That was, like I said, that was the very first thing I handed off. We actually had to demolish the invoicing system that I had had built and we had to do one where she was involved and one in which it didn't require special knowledge of each student yeah. So that she knew what to do. So we had to figure out a different way to depersonalize the invoicing process. That took some thought on my part because oh, it was right. a very personal process for me. Right. Let's go to number three. Okay. What, what's number three? Uh, the pride factor. So we had the trust <laughs> factor, the skill factor. Now we have the pride factor. Oh, the way I'm doing, it's fine. There's a blindness to what's possible. and And it's kind of based in this And I can I can picture some of the clients where they were hearing me describe how the system should be built and this sort of thing. And they were just like, hmm, okay very nice Daniel pat me on the head. Yeah, eh, yeah. You know, it's fine the way it is. We don't have to really do that. Honestly, I don't want to spend mm. much time on this one in my opinion, because if that's what the person who's listening, to this is struggling with, they're not going to listen to this anyway <laughs> because they're like, they don't think there's a problem, you know,
0: so- <laughs> yeah, but you, you, but, but let's get in, just let's go a level in because you just sure. touched on it, which was um, it's fine this way. It's basically working. Yeah. Um, you call it The Pride Factor, which is a fascinating title because it almost feels a little bit lazy to me. It's like lazy... Well, I've got that one later down the list. You've got it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to visit that one yeah. too. But to me, there's something really rich in this notion that um, you're limited in your scope of what's possible. You said they can't even see the opportunity yeah. by adopting a different method. Yeah, but
1: I, but and the reason why I call it The Pride Factor is because there's such a closed-mindedness because of uh an assumption that you know, you know this might even be above all the other ones just like oh that's going to be too hard like i just want to do it this way i don't need to listen to outside mm. influence outside voice that's yeah so for a lot of these the outcome is the same they don't build the systems or they or yeah but it's the reasoning why they don't build the systems and so for this one it's just kind of like a pride of like yeah I already know everything I need to. I think I found a better way to say it. You can't teach someone something they think they already know. That's really what I'm trying to get at. Okay, got it. That's what I'm trying to get at there. I don't know about you, but I didn't get an owner's manual when I started my music school, and I wasted a lot of time on trial and error and making things up as I went along. But you don't have to do that. Nate and I are building a library of resources and tools exclusively for fans of this podcast go to growyourmusicstudio.com/7fms and sign up to receive podcast updates, free resources, and even submit questions for us to answer on the podcast. That's growyourmusicstudio.com/7fms and we look forward to answering your questions.
0: So ask yourself, if you're a listener, Do I have you already mastered systems yeah. and how to build them correctly? And yeah. implement, if you have, press pause now and go about your day. And uh, replace <laughs> us in the podcast, because I certainly haven't. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I haven't mastered Bitto. systems yet. No, I'm thinking about it all the time about how to improve it. Let's go to number four okay. on your list of six reasons why people do not adopt an effective system building method. What do you got? Okay. So when we were reviewing this, I think you're going to have a lot to say
1: on this one. Mm. Okay. Uh the consistency factor. Um yep. <laughs> so we had trust factor, skill factor, pride factor. This is the consistency factor. And this is the owner that starts and stops building systems or builds and then ignores them. Yeah. So there's a problem. We figured out a solution to the problem and then just because the system for implementation inside the school is poor, they kind of just revert back to the old way or the team does it. What th- yeah. this one team member is like, oh, I don't like this new version. Yeah, doing it the old way. I know you've, I, with the size of staff that you have, I know you've had that before. Um, but then, but I do want to focus mostly on the owner, which is where the owner kind of gets a burr in their saddle to, to fix a problem they do. it, And then they just, they, they don't, they don't really follow through on it. They ignore the
0: own system that they built. I literally just wrote follow through on my card. Yeah, I yeah, love that. Follow through. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? Well, I can tell you a yeah, lot yeah. of
1: the reason why the consistency issue is an issue. Mm-hmm. So I want to go beyond just the naming of it and talk yeah. about why and solutions is a lot of times the owner builds them into the system. Uh, the yeah. quintessential example of the consistency one is around social media marketing. Start and stop with the social media marketing. Well, why is that happening? It's not because the distribution, the logistical side of it's in doubt. It's because the owner keeps themselves as a part of that system because the owner's creating the content but if the owner doesn't create the content, they have nothing to hand to the logistical team to actually post on the social media. Or if you're working with an SEO person and they need you to write the articles and then they're going to doctor it all up. <laughs>
0: I'm living that right now. We right, were like, talking about this last night. You're part
1: of the system. Yeah. Yes. I, I know I'm picking on you, Nate. I apologize. Like well, You're letting the, me stay at your house and I'm picking on you on our podcast episode.
0: <laughs> no, but it, well, the social media one's perfect because we... Um, we're just talking about this 10 minutes ago yeah. around marketing and around specifically copywriting, yeah. right? If you're part of a system and you continue to be the bottleneck in that system, mm-hmm. it's going to land right where you said, which is in the drawer that never nobody ever opens. Yeah. It's just going to collect dust. It's like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I'm literally that problem right now with our SEO work. I'm that problem too in our business in some areas. Yeah. So I just like, I have like literally my, I mean, my SEO guy just slacked me. He's like, dude, where are those 20 articles you promised me? Like in July. (laughs) Right. And it's... What are we in last? September. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I have to you, you gotta you gotta start with the man in the mirror here on yeah. this one, right? I'm looking at myself and I'm going, okay.
1: So again, the solution on this one, and I'd love to hear other thoughts you have around this. Cause again, I've thought deeply on this because we you know, I know you're you're a finance, financial fluency guy. I'm an operations guy. That's where I feel most happy in the business, nice. operations and marketing. This really is just another case where the system, the current system needs to be demolished and built. Mm-hmm possibly without you being involved so that it can run on its own and you don't have to be a part of that?
0: I would say um, I would add this notion of acceptance, right? I think a lot of times we um, let things collect dust and neglect it and go back to something else because we actually are not able to accept that a system takes time to grow. So the social media part is perfect example. Like you let go of having to own all the content or an SEO. Let's take that my SEO. So one of my strategies I think I'm going to do with SEO is actually we have a brand new person joining. He's he was like a history major in college. He's a writer. He's going to be at BMF all the time. Mm. And I'm like, I should just walk him through the exact same training I got on SEO writing mm. and just let him own it. And so the acceptance piece is knowing that, okay, so maybe those social media posts that are hitting, they're not like a, they're not like a home run every time when you look at your Instagram feed, but guess what? Every day you're consistently putting out content and your brand is growing. So I think that that's another piece of that mindset shift is allowing it to be maybe just okay for a while. Mm. And then slow, and then you can decide seasonally when you want to inject yourself back into that system once it's actually run consistently. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That's, I mean, anyways, every, our listeners should write us and be like, Nate, did you actually do that with SEO? <laughs> like, did you make a change? Right. <laughs> right. Definitely hold me accountable. Okay. So yeah. um, that's a really good one though. Number four, the consistency piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, should we hit number five? Yeah. Okay, what that? got? Is? Is. Yeah, I so, do.
1: Yeah, we had trust factor, skill factor, pride factor, consistency factor, complexity factor. Giving up before beginning just because it feels too daunting. Um, this could be closely related. This could be confused with number two, which the was skill. how could anyone ever do this? Yeah. But that's more a, a lack of belief in the team. This is just more lack of belief in the owner on just it can be done at all. Yes. like how could we ever do that um and so it just it shuts down creativity and you don't even attempt better or greater things because you just can't even see how some you know um, that it could ever be done because this is one that I experienced where I, I literally would just sit in my office like trying to imagine how we'd go about doing that particular thing or how that could be mm. turned into a system and and not, like not having the mental wherewithal to like map out what that process would even be, let alone give it to a team member. Like, how would we even get that done?
0: Yeah. To okay. see daunting because it's yeah. too many steps, too many moving pieces. Yeah.
1: The solution is that you need to bring other people in on this problem then. Yes. You either need to bring the team in or maybe a coach who can help you see something like this is literally what my job is. I talk to people every single week that can't imagine their school being able to do this thing or this problem ever being solved or whatever. They need an outside voice. Now, fortunately, Mm. as you scale, you start hiring those outside voices Mm. and you get them to contribute. And who knows, maybe they can't solve the problem either, but maybe from their radically different viewpoint, a non-owner's viewpoint, a team Mm. member's viewpoint, they'll shake something loose. And that has happened before, where I've literally just been stuck on something. I can't tell you the number of times I've literally just gotten on Slack. Slack Kirsten said, can we talk? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, what's up? And we jump on Zoom, and I just start telling her my problems. And she's like, well, have you considered this? Yes. And maybe she has a solution. Maybe she doesn't. Mm-hmm. If she does, awesome. If she doesn't, I start talking through. And I mean, at the very best, it's cheap therapy. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, or at the worst, at it's the cheap, cheap therapy. therapy. Yeah. At the best, like she starts seeing things from such a different perspective that we we talk
0: ourselves into a solution together. Yeah, I almost feel like you're, you're I love your definition of done piece that you talked about in terms of your outline of a system. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to episode 46 and check it out. Um, it almost feels like the meetings where I will call someone like Greg and I'll be like, dude, mm. I have no idea how to do this. Yeah. But I just know that there's a, that the feeling I want someone to have when they play this game is this. And I don't, my students aren't getting it right now. Yeah. And we'll just leave it, you know, and it's the similar thing. It's like, start with the definition of done and yeah. then just leave it wide open. Yeah. I feel like in those types of meetings too, Daniel, you're doing It's like one of my mentors said, you always, you never want to be the last person that talks Mm. like she's like, you like, you know, you're doing meetings well, if you're talking less and less and less Mm -hmm. because you're getting more and more perspective and input from others. Yeah. And so in order for that to happen, you have to have a pretty clear sense on the definition of done. Right. Right. But, but that
1: might be actually part of the problem. You don't have that. You don't even know what the steps should be like that sort of thing, but to, to not to push back into your comment, but to, to add on to it, like, Maybe in the first part of the meeting, you're just mind – you're emptying your mind of what the problem is. just a mind dump. And so you're talking a lot, and then now you're shutting up, and now you're letting them talk or that person talk. Yeah. And then then there's dialogue and interaction. Yeah, Yeah. nice. And and I would just say this – okay, so we talked about the solution. Let's talk about some effects of this particular solution. Mm -hmm. This is so good because the team – first off sees that you're humble right not that you're trying to be humble but they just see a humility in that they feel valued they feel like they've contributed yeah um and you're actually as as you're talking the problem out they're actually hearing how you think and so they're they're subtly beginning to think in your way, but they're never going to think entirely like you. That's a good thing. You don't want that. <laughs> but they're learning. They're learning how the business should work, like, and you're building it together.
0: Well, and I would yeah. say that they're, you're they're actually um, potentially growing stronger at recognizing future issues. Yes, because you're coming to the table and you're saying, "Guys, I, I just sense an issue." Yeah, and the humility piece is huge because you're saying you're admitting that you don't have a solution. Right. You're like, I just can't figure out the solution to this. Um, and let's, let's, can, are you guys open to helping, Mm. you know, in in so doing, they, they may come to you and be like, I can't find a solution to this, which Mm. is even more impressive because when they report to you, it's hard for someone to, to say like, I cannot find a solution. And and even what you said right there, by you coming to them. You're making it safe for
1: them to come to you at some point in the future, yeah. and really, that list I gave maybe 30 seconds a minute ago was just a long way say, of this, is a long winded way of saying this is a way you develop your team.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You develop your team, and yeah. wow, amazing! That's something that seems so elusive. Yes building great systems could actually be so beneficial in other ways. Exactly. <laughs>
1: and and honestly, it took us kind of talking that out. Like, I, I'm actually learning something and talking about this because I'm like, oh, yeah. But business, I mean, it's all connected,
0: you yeah, know? Yeah, it's always it's, um, Yeah, 100%. Always those four, when we talk about our four buckets, we're always trying to connect marketing and sales to delivery on promise, yeah. to ops, to the... Okay, we're finally, we're number six. Okay. Closing in, closing in. What is... And this is a biggie. Yeah.
1: This this is the catch-all. Um, okay. So we had the trust factor, the skill factor, the pride factor, consistency factor, complexity factor. The final one is just the mindset factor. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is not fully committing. Um, mm. Only doing half measures, trying systems, as Yoda would say. You do, uh, there is no try, you know, yeah. you do, you do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. I just recently do. watched uh, the Empire Strikes Back with my nine-year-old. Um, <laughs> it's on my mind. Um, not fully committing. Um, and, and so the subtlety of this one, because again, a lot of these just on their face at first sound similar to others, but the subtlety of this one is just not having a systems mindset, not realizing how deep the rabbit hole goes, not mm. realizing that this is not something you try on, not realizing that this isn't like a problem. So this is a way of viewing life and the world. Yes. That everything should be systems-based in your business and it's pervasive so that you never approach a problem from from any other perspective than what is the system to solve this.
0: And we see it oftentimes reflected in that owner that's feeling totally overwhelmed mm. all the time, and it's like just yes. putting out fires right and left. Every it's just a huge task list, yes. rather than an opportunity to build a new system. Yes, um, short-term thinking versus long-term thinking. Other thoughts on this? How how do I how do you encourage others to mm. build this mindset, or what's a good red flag in your mind <sighs> when you see that you're not? Owning your systems mindset. Or- I don't think it
1: could be said better than the way you said it earlier. And that is this idea where the, the red flag is just constant fires that are being put out. Yeah. And short-term thinking of solving the, of, um, uh, or, you know what, I'll take this back. If you see, some, if you're by the river and you see someone drowning in the river in a fast-moving current and you go save them, good for you. And then five minutes later, you see someone else drowning in the river, moving past you. You go save them. Good for you. You're starting to get a little tired. When the third person comes down and they're drowning, you stop asking, why are people drowning in the river? You go upstream and you find out where all these people are coming from. Right. Okay. This is what I'm talking about. If there's just all, like, this is, again, one of those, we started with a cliche, we'll end with a cliche. Oh, my hair's constantly on fire in the business. Oh, you know, oh, I've got so many things to do. Okay. Okay. Um, Go upstream, figure out why, because a lot of times the way people approach it, they approach it in such a short termy way, a short term thinking way mm-hmm. that it solves the current issue, but it doesn't solve all the, the issues, cost. the issues that are going to come in the future because of the same issue. So if yeah. you constantly have people calling and complaining about the quality of the lesson not just with one teacher, but across the school, you might need to look at your training systems. Mm. If you have people constantly getting charged wrong on their bill, you might need to look at the invoicing system. Mm. Yeah, you might have short-term ways to solve that problem, but if you have a problem that's consistently coming up over and over and over again, you probably need to demolish the system, look at it, bring the team in, um, solve it at this much higher level. I, I think a classic one, and we don't often talk about this in terms of systems, but like, oh, we don't have enough leads. Well, yeah. that means there are not marketing systems in place that are yes. going to bring you more leads. We don't, I don't often in my marketing, in grows marketing, I don't often talk about that as a systems problem, but it is a systems problem. And how do we solve it? Well, our marketing trainings, we train schools how to build marketing systems in their school that are easy. And a lot of them are on quote unquote, another cliche autopilot ones that you don't have to monitor all that often. One that you're not having to constantly do a bunch of work on. Um, you know, <clears throat> I would much rather run ads than do social media because ads just run in the background while I'm doing my own thing. Well,
0: you know, (laughs) autopilot, you can, you can simply swap out existing system Hmm. because you're never, you're, I've never heard you coach me in the, in the ad or in the marketing realm around set it and forget it. Hmm. You're just like, no, 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 you can set it. And then you just visit it occasionally, occasionally seasonally as needed. Yeah. You know, um, you're, you, you know, you go from your summer camp to your fall enrollment. Well, yeah. that's a good time to check it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. And I love your marketing example because I can always tell for myself when I'm losing my systems mindset because I think... Ooh, this one fix will fix everything.
1: Exactly. Let me, let me even add on to something you said there. Uh, You, we started this whole section on red flags. Yeah. A red, so a perfect red flag would be, oh, we don't have enough leads. How do I get more leads? Yes. How do we get more leads? Okay. I mean, that is language I speak in because that's largely how people think, but that betrays a lack of systems thinking because leads aren't the issue like yeah, that's a lag that's the lag oh, so, yes you you think well what has to be in place for us to get more leads i know it it might sound like a, a distinction without a difference but there but there is a difference and the difference is huge and that is the maturity of which you're thinking so look at any place where there's a problem and you're focusing only on the problem itself the fire the pain the frustration um, de-intensify that situation, bring the emotional level down, think yes. at a much deeper level at a much more long-term level and ask, well, how do I solve this problem once and for all?
0: Yes. Because apparently the way that we've been doing it for the last 10 years Not isn't working. Isn't working. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I love that we're ending with this one too mm. because I think um, yeah, it just feels real personal. And I know, you know, one of the first things you shared with me years ago when we met was this recording do you remember this all, this all in Hunter, all, you sent all me like. All in by Chris Doris. Yeah. You sent yep. me that, which I listened to like dozens of times. I was impressed that you did that. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 it was, it's exactly what you're talking about mm. here because I think that historically I may have at times been like 85% in, mm. you know, 90% in, 60% in based on my interest. Right. And the all in, what my main takeaway around it was like, yeah, that you don't even know what's possible, Nate. Yeah when you're 100% committed. Yeah. Right? And that was my... And so you're touching on this. It's a great close. Um, Pairing episode 46 with... This is episode 48. Yeah, 48 is just awesome. I I think listening back to back would be a good idea. (laughs) Well, can you
1: imagine? (laughs) We originally... This list of six was originally how we were going to close 46. And then I edited this out of 46. I was like, dude we've got to do an entire separate episode yeah. on on the, these six. Can you imagine if we tried to put this at the end,
0: we'd have had like a Joe Rogan length podcast. It would have been like hours. <laughs> and what I'll say is too, is that this is the type of episode where you're sharing real mindset shifts mm-hmm. and it's the kind you listen to a few times. Yeah. It's not like a tips and tricks at all. Yeah. It's a, I need to listen to what Nate or Daniel said again and see what actually hits. Yeah. You know, what is resonating? Like, Where do I see myself in that? The way you change your mind over time,
1: to move away from the topic of the episode, but the way that I changed how I thought about business over time was just what I listened to. And for a very long period of time, I was going throughout my day, whether I was mowing the lawn, cleaning the house, uh, doing something mindless, driving somewhere, I was constantly listening to podcasts, videos. Uh, um, and these people mentored me in business and marketing, you know, yeah, yeah. from afar, like they didn't know me. None of these people did. I'm far too small a person for them to even care about me, but, but they had a profound influence in my life because I kept listening to this. And the more I listened, the more I listened to things of this nature, things that I knew would help the business. I just began to think differently and, right. and, and, uh, you know, the product, the outcome was just, um, Business felt easy,
0: which is great. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we don't want it to be, it should not be a burden. Yeah. Hey, it's Nate again. You know, every year at Brooklyn Music Factory, we get dozens and dozens of great reviews from our families. And you want to know how? Because we ask them. And they're happy to leave a review because of the positive impact that we've made on them. And so now I have a simple ask for you. If this podcast, the 7FMS podcast, was helpful to you, would you mind leaving a review for Daniel and I? And please, share the podcast with another music school owner that you think might benefit. It's one of the best ways that you can support us. We appreciate it.